0: Good evening. It is Tuesday. It's raining, and where we are at the Bear Cave. What's up, Seth? What's up, Matt? Good to see you. Good to see you, too. We are coming in live from Bluffton, South Carolina. We got a few things that we're going to be talking about. Uh, We got, of course, our shots from the sideline, three and out. Uh, We got the Saban effect. We got some awards that we would actually like to dole out ourselves. NFL playoff reactions and predictions. We'll roll that in together. Uh, we're also going to be doing a State of the Franchise with the Chicago Bears, the New York Jets, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Denver Broncos. Ooh, that's four that's interesting teams. Four very interesting all right. teams. All of them, I think, are 7-10. and 10. Wow, so, that's, that's
1: crazy. They yeah. all had quarterback issues this year, too. Yes, they did.
0: So we're going to kind of figure out how we're going to be digging through that. And Seth also has some uh, SEC transfers and other SEC news that we are going to be getting into. but. Just to go ahead and get started, we are going to talk about the Saban effect. I
1: guess we're a week
0: late on that, aren't we? Well, it happened one day right afterwards. So, I mean, it is what it is. Man, that's the biggest college ball story in years.
1: I mean, just absolutely just blockbuster, you know, almost like they were trying to take some of the press away from Michigan.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: I gave them a couple days to celebrate, and then Sabin's like, look, I'm out. And then everybody's talking about that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it, it kind of shocked everyone. It kind of threw everyone off guard. In some ways, I really felt like it was something that was going to happen anyway. And because simply because he's getting up there in age. I mean, dude, 72 years old, you know, and with a lot of people that, you know, with the Alabama fans, especially, there's a sense of an entitlement. So if he even yeah. won like 10 games, 10 games a year and was able to, you know, at least get that. It was always like, well, you didn't win a championship. What are you doing for us lately?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like even making it to the semifinals, it was a bit of a disappointment for Bama fans. You know, they basically expect national title or bust Mm -hmm. at this point. So it wasn't shocking to me either, but I still thought he would come back for one more year.
0: Yeah, Seth does love his SEC (laughs) stuff.
1: Well, that's where I was born and raised. I mean, yeah, I, I mean,
0: love the NFL too, but you – know. College football is king in the southeast, and it, it is what it is. But I also, at the same time, as far as the whole thing like that, uh, I can't really pronounce uh dude that's coming in from Washington. Uh, I think it's Dobier. DeBoer. DeBoer. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, really solid pickup as far as that goes. He's got some humongous shoes to fill. I mean, it's Nick Saban. Arguably, the oh, – Shoes that big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Arguably the greatest coach in college football history. Seven titles. I mean, his winning percentage was close to 80% while he was at Alabama. 206 and 29 at Alabama. Ooh. It's just unreal. Think about that for a second, folks. Six titles with them, and one with LSU. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, and I saw a thing the other day that already, like, listed what games are going to be the ones that you actually circle as far as that goes, and one of them being – the Alabama-Georgia game, which is actually a lot earlier than it really, normally is.
1: Really early in the season. That should be really interesting. I mean, uh, you know, it kind of depends on how many more guys transfer out of Alabama, but,
0: you know, they've, they've lost a lot in the last couple of weeks. So. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can read that, but uh Isaac is asking a question. So, uh going on with – and I did somewhat yeah. talk to him about can it, it a little bit. Said, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Okay. There you go, Isaac. We're going to be doing it. We'll uh, we'll be in touch. Our people will talk with your people. Yeah, that's my people. That represents <laughs> me. Uh, but Saban, uh, just getting back to it, the butterfly effect that's going on in college football, you have a lot of uh, coaches moving all over the place. Uh, you being a Tennessee fan, I know that you're really br- – breathing a sigh of relief with Saban leaving. A lot of teams are. Georgia is. I mean, Daddy's leaving the house, and he's taking his belt with him. Uh, How do you feel what's going on with Saban? What is your thoughts? I mean, as much as I can't stand the guy just
1: for dominating us for so many years, it's kind of sad to see him go. Just like when Spurrier left, you know, juice left. You know, it's just I think all these different factors with the NIL – uh, you know, the transfer portal, no, you know, like it just, it's constant recruiting your own players. Mm-hmm. We all know Saban is the master of recruiting high school kids, but now not only does he have to do that every year, he has to recruit the guys he already has. Mm-hmm. So I just think he, at this point in his life, it's just, you know,
0: it's, He's a just, good over it. yeah, it's
1: just a good time <laughs> to step aside. It's just, it's a young man's game. I mean, nobody will ever do it like Saban, but obviously Kirby is, He's going to try his best, and he's off to a pretty good start. But yeah, I mean, in some ways, I'm relieved, but in other ways, I'll kind of miss the guy because that win we had against Alabama last year was like the pinnacle of the last 25 years as a Tennessee fan. I get it, and it it wouldn't mean as much if it was against Mike DeBoer and just a okay Alabama team.
0: Yeah, it's Nick Saban we're talking about, right?
1: So yeah, I mean, it's like we talked about. It's causing ripples, though. I mean, you see what's happening at Washington um will rogers already decided to transfer mm-hmm. you saw what happened with the number one high school quarterback coming into alabama uh, he's leaving now. he's heading to ohio state yeah uh along with caleb downs basically the best freshman safety in the country last year uh
0: isaiah bond is leaving
1: bond's going to texas i mean you've already seen a lot of contributors jump in the portal and you know i'm not surprised because nowadays that's just the norm so yeah, it's having a lot of ripple effects, like you said, butterfly effects, sort whatever. Of.
0: Yeah, and I mean, also at the same time, I I can't remember exactly who is going to take the place of Washington as far as their so head coach. It's the
1: uh, Arizona coach.
0: Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I don't know his name. I mean, it, it was a lot to really process with everything. Uh, I literally wrote down everything yeah. for this show
1: last night at one o'clock had, in the morning. The guy had an amazing year uh, at Arizona, you know, so he can clearly coach. I think he's a Florida grad actually. You know, I think like a lot of Florida fans are hoping if Napier has gone next year, let's go get this guy. But yeah. now he's in Washington.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it is what it is. And like Isaac just said, you know, it's crazy that Saban and Belichick both left in the same offseason, which is 100% true. I mean, you're talking about, you know, not only the greatest, probably greatest coach in uh, college football right now, but his best friend who just so happens to be the greatest coach in NFL history. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like they should have retired together, but I guess Belichick just doesn't he doesn't have it in him.
0: Hand in hand <laughs> with going off in the sunset together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it should have been. But unfortunately Belichick has to keep coming back.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and uh I don't know if you really watched much of the Blitz Hits the Fan episode and I have a little bit of a a, a announcement in a minute, but uh you know, as far as like what Pete, who is from the Fox Bill uh, Foxborough Fellows podcast, he mentioned possibly, and I think I actually told you guys about it, was he actually said, Hey, you know, what would be a crazy development is if Belichick actually went to Washington for the commanders and taken over their job. Yeah. And I was like, That's not something that a lot of people are talking about, especially with the fact that you always hear that Belichick is being mes- mm-hmm. uh, mentioned with the Atlanta Falcons. And the fact that they have done two uh interviews, interviews. already with him.
1: Yep. One on Arthur's yacht, Cypriot. yacht. So I mean, well, well, you know that I bet that was a lot of fun. Hated
0: that, you know. Just see Belichick
1: <laughs> on that giant boat, you know, just, just cruising around. But yeah, I mean, uh from what I've heard, no, from what I've heard, uh Arthur Blank loves Belichick and what he brings as far as experience, leadership. And it doesn't sound like the rest of the front office is in love with the idea of Belichick. Uh, so I don't
0: think it's a good fit, to be honest. I
1: I keep going back and forth on it.
0: I like but... I really like Mike Vrabel going to Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I would take Vrabel. Yeah, but I'd...
1: yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen. Two interviews. I haven't heard Washington really mention with him that much. But you know, if he doesn't go to Atlanta, then I'm sure some other team will be interested.
0: Yeah, and, and if any if anyone wants to comment, I think we got two people watching us right now with a solid thanks likes up. And I know that's from you, Isaac. Okay. Oh, <laughs> thanks so. up. Thank you, Isaac. Um, and you know, as far as like uh Belichick and you know it, it's kind of crazy to see him bouncing around and everything. You see his name pop up on a lot of teams and everything. You see, Jim Harbaugh's name being popped up quite a bit, uh, especially with the charges right now. I mean, sounds like
1: it's almost a done deal. Yeah, close.
0: Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of teams. I mean, who would be the one that really gets stuck with Carolina, though? I
1: still keep going back to uh, the Tampa offensive coordinator. I just, I saw that too. I just think they're going to have to be desperate and make kind of reach for somebody that has absolutely no, uh, you know, head coaching experience. Which there's a lot of guys out there right now Mm -hmm. with no head coaching experience. So, I don't know why that name just keeps coming to my mind. That and,
0: and like, a lot of people are actually bringing up, um, you know, whenever Mike Evans, because it looks like he's not going to get re-signed. He's getting up there in age right now mm-hmm. with the Tampa Bay Bucks, And we we can talk a little bit about him. I know we're getting a little off-subject with Saban. But, uh, you know, it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What if Saban actually comes back <laughs> as an NFL defensive coordinator? Uh, I don't and just with Bill Belichick. I mean, just theory. Mm,
1: I don't know. And that's two crotchety old guys on the same <laughs> team, but I don't see it with today's young, you know, players. It, I just don't know if it will work. No, it'd be interesting.
0: Uh, the only reason why I say that I don't think it'll work with uh Belichick going to Atlanta is because even though that they're, they're talking about getting a quarter, I mean, really and truthfully, they're talking about a quarterback. Coming in in the draft. Uh he just never does really good with young quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, and Atlanta's already in a tough spot at quarterback. So yeah, we don't need we don't need Belichick in his quarterback history. In. No. But yeah, uh, you know, just to tie a nod on Saban, you know, it's 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 gonna be really interesting now because obviously you have Georgia who is now the kind of king of the SEC, but with Texas, Oklahoma coming in, Bama not quite Bama next year, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be real fun. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'll, I'll kind of miss Saban
0: to some degree. But. Well, I'll miss him quite a bit. And, I mean, you know, like I said, I already saw it kind of coming. I mean, I mentioned it to you off air before. And, you know, eventually you just get burnt out on it. Yeah. And, I mean, um, it's like
1: Spurrier. You know, he just got tired of it after a while, even though he was still coaching at the top of his game, you know, and mm-hmm. when he jumped to, uh, I think it was the Redskins, right? Right. Yeah, so that, I, mean, I think that was like 2001, and it kind of shocked everybody because Florida had a really good season, mm-hmm. and he just he decided he had enough. I'm just done. But yeah. um, as far as Coach DeBoer, the only thing that concerns me about him, I think he's a great coach. Uh, you know, he's been offensive genius everywhere he's been, basically. But the recruiting in the Southeast, he has no experience difference. in the South. So it'll be interesting what kind of coaching staff he puts together, you know, how many ties they have to these local high schools all around the South. Uh, you know, I know, obviously, the defense coordinator retired uh, still. You know, and he brought his offense coordinator with him from Washington. Right. So, I'm assuming he's going to have to hire some stud recruiters because that's the name of the game. I mean, if you don't bring in these five-star guys, you're going to fall behind
0: pretty quick. And, you know, down here, I mean, if you fall behind quick, you might as well just say miles, not, not inches. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's all about recruiting
1: down here. And I don't care how good you can coach. You got to have the studs. Yeah.
0: And so we're moving on over to the next one. Uh, Let me go to the banners. We're uh, hitting some playoff reactions. Some pretty good games this weekend. Uh, A lot better than the first week. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's true. Uh, So, first game on the template, and what we can do is we'll talk about each game, and then if you want, we can keep on that side of uh, the NFL playoffs, stay with AFC, and then move over to the NFC if you want. Sounds fair. All right. So, uh, we'll start off probably – would arguably probably the, the game everyone kind of was looking forward to the most, which is the Bills and Chiefs, mm-hmm. and you know Mahomes did it again. I mean, he's just owning everyone, and you know we could actually parlay that into what we'll talk about later with the prediction. But you know Josh Allen has beaten is three and zero against Mahomes in the regular season, but he's o now 0 and four against Mahomes in the playoffs. And, yeah. I mean, he – to me, it really felt like he was really playing hero ball towards the end of the game. I mean, there was some plays where, you know, you're going to miss some plays, but he started to really try to push to get that touchdown towards the – around the two-minute mark. Yeah. And yeah. it just – you know, it, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I hated to see the Bills lose. I mean, I just so many – even going back to the 90s, you know, that it's always choked in the biggest games. Uh, and I can't really fault Josh Allen too much. He had a great game. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. have a ton of passing yards, but he was, you know, he he was great running the ball. Uh, you know, he was good throwing it and mm-hmm. accurate. Didn't throw any interceptions. But that one throw you're talking about, he had Diggs crossing him wide open. Yeah. And everybody clearly saw it, but he went for the home run, and he gets his offensive lineman pushed back into him, so Which it causes throws it off. Yeah, it causes him to not be able to follow through.
0: And not only that, I mean, Diggs also had a key drop right before that. Diggs. I mean, it was a 40-yard bomb, and this is a player that always says, hey, give me the ball, give me the ball. And then when you finally get the ball, you don't you do not do it. You yeah. kind of just crumpled underneath it, it.
1: He was on a milk cart most of the night. Yes, he I was. Like three catches for 21 yards.
0: Well, when you look at, like you said, with his stats, Josh Allen uh, completed 26-39 with 30, 186 yards. The leading receiver was Dalton Kincaid with five catches for 45.
1: Yeah, it was interesting philosophy that Joe Brady went kind of with bully ball, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to take a term from Alabama. You know, they tried to shove it down the cheese throat. Well, James and, Cook? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know, you don't look at James Cook, pounds? They, you don't think bully ball, but, you know, they, they did do a good job of time possession, rush yards. Oh, yeah, they, no, they killed it. Yeah, they, they did a good job, and the game plan was pretty solid.
0: But the Short big thing good. is,
1: they don't have Patrick Mahomes, and Mahomes mm-hmm. is just more clutch than Josh Allen. I mean, he's proven it time after time.
0: And Kelsey finally showed up.
1: Yep. Kelsey with two touchdowns. Yeah. And I mean, Taylor finally gets to celebrate.
0: That's true. And I mean, also at the same time, like how you just said, Mahomes also, excuse me, also has a, a nice supporting cast around him. I mean, Isaiah Pachenko kind of went off. He only touched the ball 15 times, but he got 97 yards and a touchdown. I love Isaiah Pachenko. I like yeah. how he runs. Yeah. He runs. I'm mad. He runs angry. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of uh, Lawrence Maroney in a lot of ways because – or uh, not even that. Um, Who was the Dallas running back? Marion Barber. Barber. Who mm-hmm. would run – who was kind of the Isaiah Pachenko build but would always run very physical and try to run people over. And you're like, dude, you're 205 pounds. You need to knock, knock that yeah. off.
1: Yeah, yeah. He runs angry and had a great game. Uh, but like you said, Kelsey finally stepping up. Mm-hmm. Rice has turned into a really good receiver for him. So it's kind of come together, you know. Their offensive line—I don't think they're the best pass blocking unit, but right. run, run the ball. They're really physical. Yes, they are. Uh, so they've they've done a good job drafting offensive linemen.
0: And the, and the, you know the fact that they got that second tier. I mean, when you know when uh, Patrick Mahomes was won his first Super Bowl and possibly a second, you can actually arguably say that you know they were doing it through the passing game. Mm-hmm. Now they got that running game. Yep, yep, uh, yep. They're much more
1: balanced. Yeah. And the biggest thing to me, the defense this year, just Amazing. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, the bills who were just kind of beat up on that side and mm-hmm. they just, they aren't, you know, nearly in Casey's league on the defensive side.
0: So. Oh, they didn't even close. I mean, KC, I think, is number two with yards against, and two, uh, number two with points against. I mean, Chris, yeah. jo- uh, Chris Jones is amazing. Sneed, we've already talked about some of the snubs that they had on the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. and Kalafalis or whatever his name is from Purdue.
1: That's a great pick.
0: Great, great pick. pick. You know, great late pick at
1: that. Purdue guys, they play well in the NFL. Yeah, they do. Yeah, you don't you don't really know yeah. their names when they come in the league, but they play pretty well.
0: Oh, I liked Kyle Orton a lot more than uh, Jay Cutler. I could tell you that. Um, so two questions for you is, uh, Patrick Mullins, like we said earlier is three, and against Josh Allen in the playoffs. Does it feel like the window is closed or close to closing for Buffalo?
1: Man, mm. Man, it's tough because he's so young. Uh, I think it's getting close. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he still has maybe a couple more shots, but man, you know, they're not in a great cap situation and I don't see, I don't see digs hanging around much longer. No. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's getting close. If they don't do it the next year or two, I mean, obviously you're not going to get rid of Josh Allen, but I, I think they've missed their window if they don't do it soon.
0: No, and I agree with you on that. I, I think it's a lot closer than most people think. Von Miller was a huge – uh he hasn't really even played, but he was a huge cap hit as it was. And just – Right now, I just think that window is, like, this far away from closing all the way because – I mean, look at Stroud, what he's
1: doing. mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens aren't going anywhere. Uh, Joe Burrow will be back next year. So, the AFC isn't getting any easier.
0: No, it ain't. And we'll go and segue into that game. Uh, Ravens 34, Texans 10. This was just a complete demolition, and this was the only game – I mean, I did pick the Texans. I did think the Texans Mm -hmm. could actually win this game, but it was – it was a uh, it it says a lot when the offense itself was held to just three points. and the only reason why they got those three points is because they had a short field to work with. and Lamar Jackson just you know, I usually say Lamar Jackson might do Lamar Jackson things, and that's usually what happens sometimes in the playoff games because he's known not to really do that great in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. but a uh, dude had four touchdowns and two hundred and fifty two total yards. Mm-hmm. and I mean, this is. It was really the Lamar Jackson show.
1: Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, we were talking about defense with Kansas City, but the Ravens' defense was just clamping down on mm-hmm. Stroud and just didn't give them any anything easy at all.
0: No, they, they pretty much eliminated the run game.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can't depend on Singletary to go up against an elite defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did pretty well towards the end of the season, but that's not the guy that's going to take you.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be Damian Pierce from yeah. what they were talking about.
1: I mean, Pierce, I mean, he's turned in relegated to almost just a kick returner. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, great year for Stroud. Uh, he, he did what he could, but, you know, there just wasn't anything out there. And the injuries to like Tank Dale, um, mm-hmm. they, you know,
0: they finally came.
1: Yeah. And Nico Collins had a great year, but they just, it seemed like they just focused on him and shut it down. I know Dalton Schultz had a couple big drops. Um, you know, I, did, I didn't feel like they had much of a chance. You know, well, I think no. it was 10-10 at halftime. Yeah. But, I mean, after it that. just got blown it was, open. Just, yeah, it was over.
0: And when you have the GOAT kicker dropping bombs <laughs> 50 yards out plus, I mean. That guy, he's got to be, like, close to 40 years old. Yeah, he? I, we have to look that up. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean. And, you know, with the with the weapons that the, the Baltimore Ravens are getting, I mean, they got Zay Flowers, which was a great pick. Yeah, Zay know? Flowers is so quick. But, so quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love him. And, you know, he stepped up. You got Isaiah Likely, who has also stepped up in the absence of Mark Andrews. Yeah, another touchdown catch. Yes, he did. And it was so smooth when he did it, too, when he caught it. And he's just like, yeah, here it is. Yeah. 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 And then you have
1: possibly Mark Andrews coming back next week. Maybe. You know, if if not next week, he would definitely be in the the
0: Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go ahead and shoot me up a quarter zone if if I was Mark Andrews. Um, so two questions I actually got from this game and Nico Collins, like you said, was kind of clamped down. He was a uh, five for, for uh, 68 and CJ Stroud just threw for under 175 yards, which is crazy whenever you see him, you know, breaking all these rookie records. Yeah. But the first question, well, actually, I'll go with the second question first and circle back to the first question. Uh The Texans future is bright going into this offseason. What should they target?
1: Hmm. I feel like they know they're another offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Uh I like Tunstall, Tunstall. Yeah. Uh, but the rest of that unit, it doesn't blow me away. It's a little shaky. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would go offensive line, just protect that investment. Of, you know, you have at quarterback. Right. I mean, the defense I think looks stout. I don't I don't see many issues with the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would think you're okay at receiver and possibly running back, even though most teams won't go first round in a running back.
0: You can go in second round. Yeah. And I get could,
1: a decent one. They could use an upgrade at running back. Yeah. You know,
0: somebody like a Pacheco, a bit more physical back, mm-hmm. like Estime from uh, Notre Dame or, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, that's the yeah. name that a lot of people are popping up. And ever since Trayvon Henderson was like, no, I'm good. I'm not. I still can't believe that. I can't believe Henderson
1: yeah. decided to come back. But yeah. Yeah. Running back or offensive line.
0: Yeah. And, uh, second question as I pause this and bring it back. Um, does it feel like Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens make it to the Super Bowl? And mm-hmm. then we can segue into what we think is going to happen in the predictions.
1: <laughs> I think they will. Uh, it'll be tough. I mean, Kansas City is not going to go down without a fight. But I think at home, I haven't looked at the weather, but that doesn't really matter to Kansas City. no. So
0: It's just as cold.
1: I think, I think they pull it out. I just love the defense and how physical they are. Uh, I mean, they both have great defenses, but I just love Lamar, just the way he's playing right now. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's my number two MVP for the year. MVP but I'll break
0: uh, spoiling later on. I like that. Yeah. Um, so I think they pull it out. I'm rooting for him. I think Mahomes is going to surprise. Uh, for some reason, he does this every year with the playoffs. And, you know, you know Lamar Jackson, like I said, Lamar Jackson things. Um, he did – the good part of Lamar Jackson things, but there are some times where it just feels like he tries, he pushes too much. And this year with the different, uh, uh, offensive coordinator, uh, Monk Chuck from, uh, Georgia, mm-hmm. you know, who's already been interviewed for head coaching positions because of what he has actually brought to the table for Baltimore this year. Yeah. He's been great. Um, you know, he, he seems like he's a little more lax. He doesn't have to do everything himself. And with, you know, the addition of Zay flowers, like we talked about Isaiah Ed, Likely, Mark Andrews. Odell Beckham Jr. is actually a renaissance. Yeah, he's been know?
1: pretty productive. I mean, yeah. he's had a couple of good catches every game I've watched.
0: You know, they, they actually got receivers now. Yeah. And that's one of the things they always needed. And Greg Roman used to run Lamar Jackson into the ground. Yeah. And
1: um, Mike McDonald's done a great job with the defense. I mean, their defense just flies around. And, you know, they do not a lot of huge names, but they just, I don't know. They're just every week, weekend, week out. We've seen them through the regular season. Whether it was beating uh, dominating the Lions or dominating um San was, Francisco. San Francisco. I mean, just
0: destroyed San yeah, Francisco. Yeah, it just seems
1: like when they played the best teams. They step they, up. Yeah, they played their best.
0: They played to their uh, their opponent's level. And I but at the same time, I, I want to see Lamar Jackson make it to the Super Bowl. Me too. And you know, I love watching Patrick Mahomes. I I am not like the most of the people that are like that get super Haiti on uh teams that do really well. I mean, I was an Alabama fan, so I'm I got kinda used to that. But uh it you know, if they're great, embrace it. You know, enjoy what you're watching. I mean Tom Brady was a great quarterback. Didn't like him, but I respected what he did. <laughs> but
1: yeah, know. yeah. I mean the whole um Kelsey and Mahomes respect thing kinda got on my nerves yeah. last year, but
0: that's probably why you know a lot what? of people I mean, don't like
1: him. Mahomes is fun to watch. Whether you like him or not, he can get a little whiny sometimes, but you know, all the great ones do. So it'll be yeah. a, a great, just epic matchup, I think. Uh down to the wire. I'm just I'm rooting for the
0: Ravens in this one. Well, so uh you're going with the Ravens? Yeah, I'm going with Ravens. And I'm going kinda fuck of, it up. I'll, I'll go with the Ravens too. Good job. I mean, I just I just would like to see Lamar Jackson at least get there. You know, that that franchise, yeah, they've won two in the last couple, uh, 23 years. But, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say Lamar Jackson's window is close to closing, but he's, you know, for a running quarterback, he's getting kind of yeah, up there. When you get close to 30, that, that running ability is just not the same. Yeah. We saw it with Derek Henry this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, Quick uh, Facebook user, I'm guessing this is probably one of your family members, might be one of ours, Uh, might be Patty Ice, who knows, because it only says Facebook user. What team, here I'll go and click this, what team has impressed you the most so far in the playoffs?
1: Ah, Gosh, to me it's between the Lions and Ravens. I guess the Ravens have only played one game compared to the Lions playing two, but the way they dominated Houston after Houston just dominated mm-hmm. Cleveland, I guess i got to go Ravens. I mean, I don't see a, a real weakness like you're talking about. They used to have a lack of playmakers at receiver, mm-hmm. and now that isn't the case.
0: With me, I would actually say it's a team that's already been eliminated, and it was the Packers. Wow. I mean, I'm not a Packers fan by any means. Look at the wall. Look at what's behind me. I'm a Bears fan, but, you know, really and truthfully, you just to see that grow, team grow like it did and especially carry that into the playoffs and just absolutely destroy Dallas and then go toe-to-toe with San Francisco and nearly pull it off. Yeah, easily could have won that game. And, you know, that's honestly what I think, you know, not necessarily the teams that are, I mean, Detroit has proved me wrong in the last two weeks too, too. So, Jared yeah. Goff has really stepped up. Um, I'm sure we'll you made a Huzzick's Day with that, with that comment. About oh, no. he Yeah, no, he's he's definitely doing cartwheels in the front yard. <laughs> he's like, finally, I got him to convert. No, he didn't. You want to touch on that game next since we were already talking yeah, about Yeah, let's it. go ahead and touch on that game. Uh, Packers 21, 49ers 24. Jordan Love has just been blowing up and. You know, he went 21 34 for 164 and two TDs, but he also has two picks with Greenlawn, which of course proved costly. Any turnover in any game is going to prove costly.
1: Yeah. yeah uh, I mean, when they got the ball back with what almost a couple minutes left,
0: I was I just, I, I felt was standing like there. Was, I was like, this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah.
1: I felt that way too. But he finally played a little bit like a rookie, making a couple, mm-hmm. you know, even though he's not a rookie, he made a couple, you know, first year mistakes. And that throwing it late across the middle of the field, that'll get you like every time.
0: And he did it off his back foot too. I mean, it looked like it was about to drop and then Greenline just closed in on it. Yeah. And made a a catch that would make most receivers like, whoa.
1: Yeah, I didn't feel like they needed to take that deep of a shot that quickly. They have Mm -hmm. plenty of time. I mean, I think it was only like a 25-yard pass, but I thought they could kind of dink and dunk it down the field a little bit and get in field goal range. But, I, I mean, you can't say anything negative about Love and the Packers, uh, they just on the road against a, you know, to me, a better team, a more talented mm-hmm. team, more experienced team. They played every bit as good as the 49ers and could have easily won that game. So, yeah, the future is extremely bright.
0: And not only that, I mean, if there's one thing and by the way, Facebook user, whoever you are. <laughs> good question. That was a great love question. it. Yeah. Um, they were able to run the ball. And this yeah. is this is something I fully did not expect him to do with Aaron Jones. 18 carries, 108 yards, especially that one real good run that they had third quarter with, that was like 40 yards or something yeah. like that.
1: Another guy that's just running angry. I mean, Aaron yeah. Jones, I, I know he sat out most of the year, but and he's been running hard yes, the last he has. couple of weeks.
0: And, you know, it, and it, you know, just to not really take away from anything, C-Mac. I mean, he's just showing a lot of people why – San Francisco made that trade to get what they needed to help elevate their offense, not from a good one, but to a great one, to an elite one. Uh, He had 138 total yards, two touchdowns, and both of his touchdown runs were good hard runs up the middle, like through the teeth of the defense. And he just, especially the first one where it was like a 30 something yard run Mm -hmm. and he just pulled away. So, you know, not only is he showing, you know, even though he's a smaller back, he showed a lot of power. Yeah. in that run.
1: Yeah. He's a physical back, but I mean, just his dual threat ability and he's so dependable. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you know, you you can't always depend on uh, DBS Samuel. He gets hurt quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, IU, he's been good, you know, but, you know, he's not there every game. He disappears
0: every now and, yeah, and then.
1: Yeah. Same with Kittle, but McCaffrey, just, who came up,
0: who finally did show up in this game.
1: Yeah. That's Kittle. True. Uh But McCaffrey is just you know, the most dependable player, I think, in the league. Just every week, you know what you're going to get from him. And that's the reason that he's my MVP.
0: <laughs> but <laughs> way to spoil it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. it was it was just another great game, but mm-hmm. I think the 49ers showed some vulnerability uh on defense, especially oh, against, against the, the Um, you know, so I think the Lions have a shot against them.
0: Yeah, no, and and we'll talk a little bit about that because I got two questions on this game for you, all right. So, uh, Brock Purdy, of course, he he did really well, too. I mean, 23-39, two, 252, one touchdown. Yeah. And they, uh, another uh, cool stat was this is the first time since Kyle Shannon has been coached that they've won a game where they are trailing by five points or more. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Jeez. So, now they're 1-31 or 1-30. That's quite a stat. <laughs> so, uh, Brock Purdy, with what he has been able to do in this game, can the Brock Pretty Doubters take a break? Uh, Yeah. You think I mean, it has to be a super— well, Are you talking
1: about the people that called him a game manager? Yeah, well, again? not
0: not not that. Like, basically calling him a fraud.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't think he's a fraud. I mean, his numbers speak for themselves. Uh, I mean, I still don't think he's elite-level talent mm-hmm. at quarterback, but, you know, he's a high-level— Uh, I don't want to say game manager, but I think he's just a— I'm trying to think of somebody to compare him to. And it's just, I can't think of somebody right now, but, you know, maybe Kirk Cousins esque or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he's never going to blow you away with his athleticism. Yeah. But he just, he just gets the job yeah, done. He just makes the right throws. And as long as he avoids interceptions, he. Well,
0: oh, in that case, it wouldn't really be Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins throws <laughs> him all the time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's not a good comparison. But yeah, he just he gets the job done, gets the ball to his playmakers is the main thing.
0: Warm mood. Yeah. would probably i mean a lot of people don't that watch probably will watch the shows like who war moon was a hall of fame quarterback that i mean that's kind of like pushing it too but he's someone that yeah. rarely turned the ball had a over.
1: bevy of good receivers yeah and they'd ran like a run and shoot but yeah i mean i think purdy's done about as well as any seventh round
0: pick you know mm-hmm. mr irrelevant <laughs> yeah the very last one uh-huh. uh so, second question is, is Jordan Love and the offense is going to be magical? I mean, their receivers are ridiculous, and not one of them is a the first-round pick. Yeah, uh, going forward. Yeah, going forward, but could not stop the run. Do you think that they should actually invest into the defense in the draft?
1: Yeah, I think they're good in an offense. I would go defense. And they've picked up a couple of good edge rushers uh, through the draft. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would like to see a better um, interior defensive lineman. Uh possibly uh, another more physical safety you know i think they're good obviously jair alexander i love him when he's healthy
0: savage has been a a great uh very intimidating safety i mean he was popping people
1: yeah they play really physical i mean jair Jair alexander Mm -hmm. is one of the most physical corners in the league uh but yeah defense is where i think they need to go i think they're set at offense
0: no i agree um so the last game (laughs) and i actually picked the bucks to win this one i Dude, my my playoff bracket at the house, (laughs) at at work, just went to crap over this weekend, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Lions 31, Bucks 23. Jared Goff did not fall like a lawn chair like I thought he would. In fact, he's better than – you're good enough for Detroit. I guess you're good enough for the NFL if you've won two playoff games in this. I mean, 30 of 40, 287, two touchdowns. I know how to call it whenever I'm, I'm wrong. Um, you know, he's just been playing. I wouldn't say lights out. Jameer Gibbs had an amazing game. I mean, he didn't hardly even touch the ball, he had 114 total yards and a tutty uh, on just 13 catches. Or uh, Sam Laporta, I mean, the the list goes on. Like, yeah, any
1: other year, they have had two rookie of the year quarterback, uh, players, mm-hmm. two rookie of the year guys on offense. Any yeah. other year, yeah, it's just been. Just a magical season
0: for him. Yeah, it has, and I mean, and you know, ba- hats off to Baker Mayfield. I mean, he kept him in the game. I mean, the late interception, of course, sealed it. Mm-hmm. But you know, he had 349 yards, three touchdowns with only with the two picks, one at near the beginning, and then Mike Evans just still defined to un yeah oh, man. still a play yeah. I mean, he's getting it done, eight for 144 and a touchdown. Richard White looking really good. I mean, this was actually a lot. A really good game. Um, yeah,
1: very good game. I enjoyed watching this. Yeah, one.
0: no, this was a very exciting game, and you know there there are a couple of questions. I mean, should the Bucks resign Baker Mayfield?
1: I definitely would. I mean, I don't see, I don't think they're in position to grab somebody in the draft where they're current currently slotted, unless they moved up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that means giving up picks yourself. Um, I think Mayfield's done enough to be resigned. I yeah. Mean, God, I mean, how much better could he possibly play?
0: No, he played great this year.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think he deserves, you know, like top five quarterback money, but I think he deserves it. I a, think he's going to get a top nice five. <laughs> well, if he wants money. that kind of money, I'm cutting him loose. But yeah. I, I thought he played great. And like you were talking about, Jameer Gibbs, man, he's – I don't know. I think I kind of questioned it when the Lions picked him. I think a lot oh, of people did. I did. am not going to lie. He was, not gonna lie, I he did. was picked – much higher than I think it was like top ten pick, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was a uh, pick number twelve, but okay. they were projecting him in the second round.
1: So I mean, that guy—it took him a little while to get going because he's obviously platooning with Montgomery. Mm-hmm. But he is just so uh, he's a game changer. Yeah, just one cut and he's gone. Just the way he outraced mm-hmm. that guy, he had the angle on him to you know to the end zone, mm-hmm. he just blew by him like his feet were in concrete. I mean, he just reminds me the dual threat ability, kind of like McCaffrey, more explosive.
0: Definitely yeah. a lot more explosive. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, going forward, that offense is just loaded. I mean, Laporta has been amazing at tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, Montgomery's had a really good year. So, I like the platoon. I mean, I think can get the deserves to get more – St. Brown, I mean, good grief! You know that's the list.
0: King uh, Reynolds, I mean, they just got so many uh weapons. Yeah, and yeah. it's just sickening.
1: A in pretty the- good offensive line. The only thing I don't like about them is their secondary scares me.
0: Oh no, no, that that like I wouldn't. Besides Jack Campbell, uh, the middle linebacker, who mm-hmm. also was drafted this past year. I mean, look at the re- just the three rookies that played major minutes for him. Jack uh, God, Campbell. we haven't even mentioned Braun Branch. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's yeah geez. from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty, rookies all over the place with this team dude they, they are
1: uh, they had a hell of a draft yeah, whoever year. their GM is I mean honestly.
0: <laughs> get get yourself a raise
1: right. yeah uh, I mean the, the corners like Sutton and I can't think of the other corner's name but I think they're vulnerable yeah so they're going to have to scheme up something especially if Samuel comes back you mm-hmm. know Samuel's questionable but
0: oh yeah will be back
1: you know the 49 if you're giving up 300 something to uh Baker Mayfield then Purdy and those weapons are going to watch you
0: up yeah no, I agree with that, which we'll, we'll go and segue into it. San Francisco, at home, Detroit, big, big, big game. Um, to me, it feels like uh, Jared Goff has benefited for the fact that he actually has played in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's no longer on the huge media stage that was L.A. And, you know, he's going in a, against arguably another uh, quarterback that's kind of like been like, a lot of people really questioned and everything. So basically, I guess you could say this is a game of the questionable quarterbacks or game managers, is how you would say, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, as far as that goes, I mean, the two teams, they just both look really good. Their offenses look very similar. Gibbs and McCaffrey, Purdy golf, uh, Laporta, Kittle, uh, receivers, St. Brown, St. Brown Samuel, Samuel, or I, you know, pick one. Uh, but, um, the one thing that really separates the two in my opinion is defense and when you look at the defense i mean this this is a game in which uh it would actually help out the 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 lions because they're geared to pass and that's really and truthfully throughout the whole season where san francisco has kind of struggled and yeah they did struggle against aaron jones but the way that aaron jones has been playing everyone has
1: yeah yeah i mean uh Defensively, I, I would get, I would lean more to the Forty ers especially being at home. And the Lions haven't been a great road team, you, you know, know. When they're playing in that dome, it's it's a whole other story. But on the road in a hostile environment, that pass rush is going to be all over golf. I mean, can he hold it? I know he's held up the last couple of weeks, but can golf keep playing at this level, or is he going to have one of those games that he's been known to have? where yeah. he just kind of crumbles, you yeah. know, under the pressure. So, uh, I mean, I, I would lean 49ers just because of that defense.
0: Yeah, and I'm leaning 49ers because kind of what you just said. I mean, is this going to be the game that – I mean, he's like I said, he proved me wrong the last couple weeks, but is this the game that he finally, like, proves me right? You know, third time's a charm, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm pulling for the Lions hard. I mean, that's the team – out of any of those teams, I wanted the Lions to bring it home just because that city – is just so jacked up right now it is and it's it, not
0: the prettiest city i just came from there last a couple months hey ago. i mean
1: it's better than it was
0: it is but it's not yeah. <laughs>
1: so downtown's yeah,
0: pretty that's about it
1: uh, it would be a huge year for the state of michigan to have national title in football and a super bowl title so
0: i'm pulling for the lions it's like that uh where like uh the the, the meme i sent you where it has the three guys like singing and dancing, and the guy looks over and he's the Pistons. Yeah, like what are y'all so happy about? So, what? their three or four wins. I don't even yeah. know what they have right now. Uh, uh, I think it might be four, but yeah. no, I
1: think this will be a great game too. Uh, it, I could see it maybe being kind of high scoring, but I just think
0: I think golf's gonna make one of those crucial mistakes that just puts the nail in the coffin yep. as he goes into and you know he wants that money so but yeah no i agree with you i think it'll be the 49ers uh go ahead and prove me wrong again detroit please do i hope so well <laughs> like everyone else has um going into our next one we uh we're going to be talking about some awards uh we might actually hit the 10 minute marker on this um but we can go ahead and start off uh we'll start off with the lesser ones who is your offensive rookie of the year for the afc
1: Hmm. That's pretty easy. I'm going to go C.J. Stroud.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, dude no. it just had a magical season, set re- rookie records. I think 478 passing yards one game, 23 touchdowns, five interceptions. Dude was a beast.
1: Yeah, I wish we could kind of argue, if, you know, if there was another candidate even close, but not even in his drafts yeah, year.
0: Yeah, no, they're in the NFC as yeah. far as that goes. I mean, and they seem to be on one team. Um, your defensive rookie of the year for the AFC. Oh gosh, um, yeah, and I think I'll go. It's tough. I'll go. Will...
1: Uh, I'll go. Will Anderson.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say his teammate actually did really well. Seven sacks. Seven, seven sacks. A ton of uh, twenty-two quarterback pressures. That's really impressive. Um, yeah, no, he had a really good year, and that's usually going up against the better of the two uh, tackles, Love as far tackle. as yeah, mm-hmm. his pass protection and everything like that. Yeah,
1: I mean, speaking of teams that killed it in the draft, Houston and Detroit just yeah just I don't know. I mean, built their foundation in one mm-hmm. draft basically. So
0: yeah, the only other team that that stat uh, named the one draft. And I read up on this and I was surprised. I knew this. There was one draft at a team picked four hall of famers in one draft. What draft was it? And who, oh what gosh. team I have? Mm,
1: what decade was it?
0: Seventies. Oh Lord. I
1: have no idea. Just give it to me.
0: 1974. Pittsburgh Steelers drafted Lynn Swan, Jack Lambert, Mike Webster, and John uh, Stallworth. One, two, three, and four. John Stallworth was his third pick, but still.
1: Wow. Yeah, I started to say Steelers, but I couldn't think of names. So, yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, they might have gotten two at Houston. Yeah.
0: No, definitely. Definitely. So, uh, also, uh, so we're going to the NFC now. So, NFC, Rookie of the Year,
1: offense, who do you got? This was a little closer, but, you know, just the guy from beginning to end was just a beast. Uh, I know Gibbs and Laporta had really good years, but I'm going to go Puka Nakua. Just um, almost 1,500 yards passing and six touchdowns. I mean, even with Cooper Cup out, the guy just carried them for a long time. And he's so physical after he gets the ball, too. It's impressive as mm-hmm. a you know receiver yep. that's just – so physical it almost runs like a running bat once he gets it so.
0: he has a lot of good football speed and whenever someone actually says that typically what they're saying is that you know they might have that 4840 like jerry rice was not a fast guy no um but once he got that ball it seemed like no one could catch him right And in a lot of ways, you know, I wasn't even thinking about Nakua, but look on you. Good looking out on
1: that, dude. Well, I mean, you know, I didn't expect much of the Rams this year, and then he comes out of nowhere. Colin Williams comes Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. So, you know, they deserve a lot of credit because nobody had them in the playoffs. Nobody. And they went toe-to-toe with the Lions.
0: Could have won that game. And, you know, as far as that's concerned, um, I didn't even think of. I was thinking like Gibbs or Laporta, but you know, especially Laporta with how he was able to play. But like you said, Nakua, I mean that that just for me, and I'll just submit to that. <laughs> um, well, I mean Gibbs was amazing, and Laporta yeah. was you know
1: more than more than solid for a rookie tight end. So right. three, all, any of those three guys, like I said, any other year, Laporta and Gibbs, I think, could easily take the the rookie of the year. But just Stroud and Nakua were just so good this just year. Killed
0: it. Um. Another one. Uh, so offensive, uh, defensive rookie of the year for the NFC.
1: Defensive rookie of the year. I can mm-hmm. tell you mine. Why don't you go first? Kobe Turner. Man, you beat me. <laughs> I should have gone first. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it feels, it feels better when I actually do it because you named like three, the three people that I could think of <laughs> before this, but uh, besides Puka, but um, no, Kobe just killed it. Like nine sacks. I mean, that, like you said, also a Ram, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't expect that. Not from a rookie, not from the Rams this year either. I mean – Not from a Wake Forest Deacon, Demon Deacon. Yeah, exactly. I mean, dude just lit it up. You know, a lot of people were, like, comparing him to uh, who was that guy, Curry, um, that used to play for uh, the Demon Dinkins too, who was supposed to be the all-it. He was a linebacker. Oh, my gosh. I do remember him, but I can't think of his first name. Yeah. But yeah, he used you know, a bust in the NFL, was Huge bust because he was drafted by uh, the Seahawks, and I don't think he even really played hardly at all. But anyway,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, Kobe Turner picked in the third round, I believe. And, you know, for an interior defensive lineman, you to know, have
0: nine sacks. Yeah. You're usually getting double teamed, I mean, folks. I
1: guess I know he's playing next to the best defensive tackle in the league. So I guess that helps a little. But still, you know, to have two defensive tackles on the same team that are that. Uh, diverse And can get the quarterback. That's pretty impressive. And they
0: even got your boy, Brian Young, who had seven sacks yeah, as well. Yeah, we had a
1: really good year. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that defense was looking horrible this time last year and somehow now looks pretty promising. Now,
0: now they look like, you know, like they did when they won the Super Bowl. Um, next up, I would say Coach of the Year. Who are we going AFC and NFC? or just- it's, it's all NFL all together with the Coach of the Year award. Oh, gosh. So you have a really tough spot, right? You got Dan Campbell. Now, a lot of people tell me that they're like, hey, this is a regular season award, but you look at what's been going on. You know, you look at what Dan Campbell has done. And I mean, there's other guys too, like uh, the uh, Indianapolis coach. uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Yeah, he He did really really well. Yeah. But really, it comes down to these two guys because of what they have accomplished. Before Dan Campbell won a playoff game, With Detroit, it's the first time since 1991 that they did it. And taking into account that the Texans won only two games last year and were in the hunt for the number one pick, take that into account. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think uh, what's more, Ryan's is a little more impressive. Yeah. Doing it with a rookie quarterback. Uh, I think the Lions last year showed they were on the cusp of something really good, you know, almost making the playoffs uh, a year ago. So, yeah, D'Amico Ryans, I think, gets the nod for me just because not much was expected of him this first year.
0: I do like to pick, and I'd, I I kind of agree with it, but I do have to actually trumpet Dan Campbell, too, because he switched the culture of not just a team but a, of a city. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, for a while, was kind of just known as, like, a team of nothing but losers. Uh, just, even this, I mean, think about it, the Tigers, the Pistons the Red Wings, they have all been, like, really crappy. (laughs) And then you have the Lions, who made a little bit of a push last year and were able to carry that momentum into this year. And, you know, a lot of questions are being asked. You know, one of the questions I asked on our other show, Blitz, was, you know, who's going to be the next Detroit Lions next year? And, you know, there's a lot of teams that you don't have to answer that. But, you (laughs) know, it's just kind of one of those things where I said the Raiders. but. Um, because I mean, yeah, they think a better quarterback it. play, yeah, I got some pieces. possible. but yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell to me kind of like changed a lot of things for him,
1: yeah. It's tough, it's a tough choice. I mean, the one I wish we could have just done one from the NFC and one from the AFC, <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, either one's a great choice,
0: MVP, even though you kind of already said, yeah, it. I
1: kind of get it. <laughs> Go ahead uh, and
0: tell me why, though,
1: yeah, I'm going to see Mac, uh, just his his versatility and just he's the core of the team. I mean, without him, I just couldn't see that team doing very much. I know they have other weapons, uh, but he's just so versatile, you know, as a receiver and a running back and he's stayed healthy, you know, yeah, for this first last year and years. Yeah. So that's kind of a first, Um, you know, Lamar Jackson, I kind of went back and forth. Lamar Jackson's had an unbelievable year, but, you know, I feel like that defense is so dominant for Baltimore and, I don't know. I I just, I guess just how much he means to the team. You know, Christian McCaffrey, he's just, he's everything to that team. I mean, he's the heart and soul of it. So, you know, I just lean Christian McCaffrey
0: on this one barely. Excuse me. Um, No, I I 100% agree with you. Uh, Really and truthfully, this is one time where I will say that, you know, the MVP does not need to be a quarterback reward. Uh, you know, for their stellar play and everything, when you know, the fact that he was unable to stay healthy in Carolina because of all the usage that they actually used him, yeah. I mean, you look at what the team is like right now, yeah. DJ Moore left, but that team was Christians, yeah. and now they're two and 15. You know, they gave us their first pick, I love it. You know, McDonald's, but it, it keeps on giving. The gift that always gives. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey, when they first picked him up, I mean they had elite Elijah Mitchell, and a lot of people were like, Oh yeah, Elijah Mitchell, blah, 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 great Mm -hmm. player. That offense did not look nearly like it is now. No. And he a good offense into a great to slash elite offense.
1: Yeah. He he reminds me a little of Thurman Thomas. You know, Ooh, just good the comparison. Uh, the dual thread ability. Can do
0: anything, like yep. Marshall Falk.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, it's just – I know quarterbacks usually get it, and Lamar Jackson will probably win it, but just for me. uh,
0: I would like, love to see him win it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just think it's pretty special. Over 2,000 scrimmage yards, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm trying to think, when do they vote for that? When does that come out?
0: Right before the Super Bowl. And
1: it's only based on the regular season?
0: I hope it I hope they actually take into account what happened in the postseason. Yeah. With
1: these. So yeah, I'm pulling for
0: McCaffrey. Yeah, no, I am too. I you know it would be just, nice to see somebody besides a quarterback get it. Yeah. Last one to actually get it that wasn't a quarterback was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Was that the two thousand yard season? Yes. Okay. And that's why. Yeah. So all right. So next up, I'm gonna be talking a lot. And Seth's gonna be listening quite head and it is the state of the franchise you're just gonna relax so uh first one up we are now in picks nine through 12 of the draft Hmm. and uh you know i this one was a little tough for me because it's a lot personal for me and what i mean when i say that is we're talking about chicago bears the bears the bears Before the season started and everything, I did predict them to actually win six to eight games. Uh, So I was almost spot on. It was dead center. Yeah. Um, After, yeah, thank you. Uh, After a turmoil start, the Bears finished with a strong strong winning for the last six of the regular season. Um, Even we actually played a really tough game against the Packers, which at the beginning of the season looked like that wasn't going to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot closer to that second game.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, right now the embattled starter, Justin Fields, is rumored to begin traded of course to your team uh is one of them um and you know it just felt like for the first time in forever all the big acquisitions that we got terrell edmonds dj Edwards, uh nate uh davis, davis. i mean all of them except for Dante foreman and i don't know why we didn't use them uh actually paid off you know it, it, it actually felt like everything went our way uh Both coordinators are no longer that started the season are no longer with the Bears. Uh, Chicago actually just signed a new offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron, who was the ex-Seahawks one, and they are in talks with Chris Harris, who was on the 1985 Bears squad. uh, On defense, uh, was defensive backs coach for I think the Titans. Hmm. Um, But yeah, they're uh, interviewing him for the defensive coordinator uh, selection. And uh, key free agents, Jalen Johnson. Hopefully we re-sign him. Uh, he was very big as far as, like, how he played and everything. He has that uh, kind of that edge you want as a as a cornerback and kind of feisty. Uh, and Darnell Mooney is someone that <laughs> kind, of, kind of what I feel like, uh, especially after the Browns game. Uh, it was kind of like, you know, the red-headed stepchild. You just want to cut off. But um, yeah, uh, so right now that's what we're looking at with Chicago Bears. What are you thinking?
1: I mean, I didn't, I didn't see the season as a disappointment at all. No, I no, I think you. it
0: was a good season actually.
1: I mean, yeah, they started slow, uh, but like you said, they finished strongly. I think injuries at quarterback and running back kind of set them back a little bit, mm-hmm. kind of in the middle of the season, cause it's like Fields and Moore had just gotten something going, and then right. Fields went down for a while, uh, so that kind of set them back. Uh, but you know obviously they're set you know with the draft picks coming up uh the future to me looks really bright mm-hmm. um I think they really need to find another playmaker obviously which I can't believe they hadn't already addressed that yeah uh, you talked about darnell Mooney, but I just don't think he's in no. so um Moore obviously had a fantastic season you know that was a coup to get him included in the trade uh so I thought you know the defensive backs looked really good uh like you said Edmonds and the free agents kind of came around. It seemed like it took them a little while to get going acclimated, mm-hmm. but they really finished strong down the stretch. And that defense I thought was pretty solid. So I'd love to see them go after a big time receiver in the draft, you know, like Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. or Adunze. Uh, I know the big decision obviously is field's the guy, or do you trade him and go pick a quarterback with a number one pick? So I feel like the fan base is kind of torn. And I, I mean, me personally, I'm kind of torn myself. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, do you want to take a chance and possibly get the next CJ Stroud or will you get the next Kenny Pickett or Bryce Young? Yeah. So it's a huge risk, a huge gamble. So it'll be interesting to see what decision they make in the next couple months.
0: And, you know, I'm kind of like, and I've talked to people about this before. Either it's Isaac, who's a Packers fan, or Mm -hmm. uh, Joe, who's Joe the Raider fan on the other show. You know, I'm 50-50 with Justin Fields uh, because he shows he shows immense talent all Mm -hmm. the time. And then he shows the flashiness of what he can do, but then he erases it immediately by either causing a costly pick or fumbles the ball or just turns the ball over. And, you know, I can see from what it looks like right now, because there were talks about cliff, uh, Kingsbury coming over from uh, USC mm-hmm. with Caleb Williams, which thankfully that seems not to be the case at this point. And in some cases, I kind of want to see what happens with Justin Fields. What happens if you give him another weapon? Which, you mm-hmm. know, if you got a number on one pick, you can get whatever you want. Yeah. And what I think should happen is they should try to trade down just a few picks, not all the way past Arizona. But if they did, like you said, a Dunze would. Dunze from Washington would be a great pick. I personally would like to see Marvin Harrison Jr., which anyone at this point would like to see Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, yeah. Even do even a quarter of what his – well, I wouldn't even say a quarter, but, you know, come close to what his dad did with Indy. And so with the first pick, I would pick MHJ uh, from Ohio State. And, you know, with my ninth pick, I would actually pick Latua, uh, Latua Latu. The Mm -hmm. pass rusher out of UCLA with my ninth pick to pair him with Montez Sweat on the other side.
1: That would look good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just are Bears fans willing to take a step back next year with a rookie quarterback or see where this goes with Fields and see if they keep, you know, improving every year? So it, it, guys, this is a tough one. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I just keep going back and forth. I know the Falcons have talked about trading for Fields. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. If you can get a boatload for him, you know, a first-round pick, yeah. maybe. I just don't think any team is going to give up be a first-round pick. No, you know, it's no. going to be a second-rounder or a third-rounder. So, yeah, that, that's the that's the issue. I mean, there's they're pretty stout everywhere else. except quarterback and wide receiver, wide
0: receiver, and I I would kind of also put a running back there too because I think Herbert's going to be gone after this too.
1: Yeah, I do like Rashawn Johnson. I don't know if he's you know the future at running back, yeah. but I think he's pretty good. He hasn't got a lot of opportunity to show what he can do, but I think he's a real physical running back, yeah. really good size. So, yeah, I mean, running back possibly, but, yeah, I, I kind of hope they stick it out with Fields and yeah. see where that goes.
0: Uh, in some ways, like I said, I'm 50-50 on it, but I can, I'm can i leaning a little more towards sticking with it, see what happens but, next I mean, year.
1: That division, you just look at it. This time last year, you'd be like, this is one of the weakest divisions in –
0: well, it's starting to look like one of the strongest, yeah, other I than mean, Minnesota right now. The
1: next 10 years, you're gonna be going against Jordan Love, uh, you know, the next at least five years, probably golf, and then so we'll see what the uh, Vikings do if they resign Cousins. But mm-hmm. that's a really good quarterback
0: division right there, yeah, all of a sudden, too. Um, next up, we got the New York Jets, uh, so. It really felt like their season ended after snaps. Man, I typed that
1: exact same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, horrible play at QB for the rest of the season. Zach Wilson, you know, he did okay, but he didn't do great. I mean, pretty much the only reason why they won seven games was because of their defense. Yeah. Let's just say that. And Bre- and we saw – for the most part, you know, you're not going to get anywhere in this league nowadays without actually having a quarterback. And for some reason, uh, Robert Tegui, and I kind of get this, they got a mulligan, the whole coaching staff. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were kind of expecting them to actually just start cutting heads off and letting them roll. But they got a mulligan because, of course, Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Yeah. Uh, Besides Aaron Rodgers, who I think will be back next year. Um, they are going to be losing a lot of free agents, like key free agents. Dwayne Brown, their left tackle to protect Aaron Rodgers. He is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Jordan Whitehead, who had an amazing game in that first game that they actually won, will be a free agent. Austin Davis, the other safety who was really good on defense, potential free agents. There are quite a bit of free agents. Yeah, they don't have team. a lot of money either. No, they don't. And, well, I mean, that happens whenever you want to pay someone like Aaron Rodgers uh forty to $50 million a year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jets, what's going on with them? Yeah. I,
1: I felt like you said the season kind of ended that first uh, quarter of the first game. With a pop. But I think the coaches deserve some credit, you know, for the team not laying down. You know, they, they struggle with quarterback the rest of the season, and yet they still won seven games. Uh, so I give them credit for that. It felt like they were playing with one hand tied behind mm-hmm. their back at times. Um, Zach Wilson, commendable for coming in there and doing his best, but, man, you're a high, what, top five pick. Mm-hmm. I just think it's time to stick a fork in him. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's pretty much done. He's shown what he can do, and it's just not it's not what you need, you know, to take the next step. Uh, I think Rodgers will come back, like you said, and they have the potential for a big turnaround next year. You were talking about. What team will might be the Lions next year? To me, this might be one of those teams Mm. that has a Lions type season. Um, You know, I I love Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, two explosive playmakers Mm -hmm. at receiver and running back. Especially Brees Hall in the receiving, the uh, pass catching game. You know, running the ball, he hasn't been great, but when he catches the ball, it seems like he turns in big play after big play. Uh, So defensively, they're, they're solid as can be. They're ranked what third this year?
0: Yeah. And, I mean, last year, their uh, number one pick, McDonald, I believe his name was, really didn't just – he just didn't take off. Yeah. And the year before, you know, it's a shame because the year before, of course, they had Sauce Gardner, yep. Garrett Wilson, who both – they both won the rookie of the years on yeah, the AFC like side. A
1: great draft last year for them. Uh,
0: but la- this past one uh, with McDonald, it just did not work out for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it it's like kind of those things where you sit there and you're uh, watching that. And then they go from that and Johnson. Johnson actually did really good this year, but this year it just felt like he didn't really do anything. But like you said, the rest of the team, I mean, hats off to them. They did really well.
1: Yeah, they never quit. Uh, and I think we had not really talked about where they need to go in the draft. But one area that I think they need to improve is that interior defensive line. Mm-hmm. They obviously have Quentin and Williams uh, and, you know, some decent defensive linemen, but they're, they're smaller, you know, like – as far as I think, barely like he's around three hundred pounds, and the other mm-hmm. defensive tackle is like two seventy or something. I was
0: going to say he's by far the biggest one. Yeah.
1: So I think they need to go after a big, beefy, uh, ins- interior big defensive and beefy, lineman. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but I think they're, you know, if Rogers comes back and plays anywhere close to what he was playing, they have potential to be a playoff team next year. I mean. I think there's a couple guys that might be cap casualties to create some space, mm-hmm. maybe C.J. Mosley or Lakin Tomlinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can save about $10 million on each of them if you cut them. Yeah. So uh, I think they're still decent players, but I don't think they have much space under the cap. So they, they might be expendable.
0: Yeah, and uh, as far as their team needs go, of course, quarterback, receiver. You know, you need someone on the opposite side of Wilson. Uh, according to the experts, they said offensive line, safety, and tight end. Um, I think Cocklin actually did all right.
1: Put yeah. Tight end.
0: Yeah, yes. Right. Okay. And the two people that I highlighted with free agency is our safeties. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that might be something that they will, I, I don't see where they'll let them both go, you know, maybe one, but you know, I honestly think that they'll, they'll end up keeping one, but you know, I'd, I, I kind of just threw a towel at this one because there's one obvious thing you really need. And that's a quarterback. And, at that point, I mean, you, you look at what I've already uh, picked. And, you know, I think that sometimes injuries do kind of influence what a, a team will pick. Mm-hmm. So, right now, there are two other quarterbacks that I think will go in the first round Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. And because of what I just said, I'm actually going with Bo Nix. Oh, well yeah. For well the Jets. Yeah. I
1: mean, he, you know, he reminds, I don't know if he reminded the fans a little too much of Zach Wilson, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, the build, uh, their games kind of similar, but I think Bo Nix has a lot more upside than, than Zach Wilson. So I wouldn't mind that at all.
0: Yeah. And if, if y'all have any, uh, questions or any comments or anything, feel free to, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us pretty much anywhere just about, um, we're also on Spotify uh but please by all means comment we'll i'll read them off and we'll answer them as we get them um next team we got minnesota vikings also finished seven to ten and this is a team where basically injuries just derailed a potential playoff team i mean you and patrick both picked minnesota i believe to make the playoffs yeah it would have been there (laughs) yeah not for the cousins injury So I actually saw something and just uh, basically talk a little bit about what I saw. Um, Of course, both the biggest stars cousins and Jefferson both visited IR. I think Jefferson touched it twice actually. Mm -hmm. Um, But someone actually told me that uh, there was a a thing going around where, uh, and this is an actual reporter that evidently talks football all the time, said that they should get let Jefferson go trade him away because they got Addison.
1: I've seen that mentioned a few times. It just seems to think about, trading a Mm generational wide receiver like that yeah and i like addison a lot yeah Uh, but you're talking about
0: he's not justin jefferson
1: (laughs) jefferson has just been filthy his first three years and still almost had a thousand yards even though he missed about half the season Mm -hmm. so i mean the guy is just unbelievable i I don't see how you could possibly consider that
0: and not only that he also had dobbs thrown at him too yeah I mean, that's, I mean, he, Dobbs really did well in Arizona, but once he seemed to have gone over to Minnesota, I don't know if he just got cold or what. I think teams just kind of
1: figured him out. Yeah. You know, he likes to throw on the run and teams just made him stay in the pocket mm-hmm. and it, it just didn't work out. But yeah, that just, that will blow my mind if they traded Jefferson. Um, yeah. It just,
0: it doesn't do. really just seem right because when I think Justin Jeff, when I think Vikings, I think Justin Jefferson.
1: Yeah. I think that's their identity right now is, receiver and you know the way they can get it down the field uh Hawkinson obviously a really good tight end Addison KJ Osborne um they're just really good uh throwing throwing the ball I don't think their running game is really strong right now so
0: Mm -hmm. that, that would
1: surprise me if they did that
0: yeah and, I mean, also, at the same time, whenever I think of the Vikings, their defense with Brian Forles actually holding it. Me and you both were really critical of their defense. Um, they actually did really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, but they're going to be losing a lot of people. Uh, you know, they started off six and four. And then they, you know, it looked like I was, like, sitting there, like, okay, well, maybe Seth and Patrick were right. And then <laughs>
1: – we then, usually
0: are yeah usually y'all do all right <laughs> y'all are beating that my ass in the pick'ems <laughs> before we had to stop. but uh then they went one and six over the last seven games kind of sunk their ship yeah. and you know left a lot of questions about their future of course with kirk cousins uh gonna be a free agent uh dobbs gonna be a free agent uh cam Akers, who they brought in over a trade gonna be a free agent i mean what a waste daniel <laughs> hunter their leading sack pl- sacker for the last few years. He's a free agent. Man, 16 and a half sacks. Yeah. that would be tough to lose that guy. just a monster.
1: Yeah. I don't I just think you got to bring Cousins back. I mean, I know the front office supposedly has, you know, a Depends tendency the big to, plan. has the tendency to let the, you know, older guys kind of go if they're demanding big money.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I don't I don't think it's a slam dunk he's coming back, but I just I don't know, man. Cousins plays so good to begin this year. And it just seems like he loves Minnesota and the fans love him. Yeah, it'd just be tough just to start over. It's hard
0: to see him anywhere else at this point. And I know that uh, Cousins has been tied in a little bit with Atlanta because of the Bill Belichick talks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Cause, you know, he loves his veteran quarterbacks. Not
1: for New England mentioned, too, as yeah. a possible landing spot. It just, um, there's so many teams that need quarterbacks. I mean, there's only so many guys in the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, I just,
0: I don't know. That's what, that's why when I was doing the whole jets thing, I was like, who would they actually get in the draft, you know? And we won't know until the free agency, Yeah. which by the way, we have in the works right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be doing a mock draft with eight other podcasters. Me a and lot. Seth. A lot of podcasters. Well, you're, I'm considering you one of those eight too. And I'm one too. But uh, right now we got a uh, Dwayne Holloway. That's a podcaster for the death and taxes and football a Dallas Cowboys one which has like 21,000 people following wow. it. Uh we got the Fox uh burrow Pete Collins, he's going to be in it. We got a mock draft, the mock draft guy, I don't know his name yet, but you're there. <laughs> um and of course Isaac and his dad, you know, prayers to them by the way. They they had a significant loss uh this past week. So prayers to I'm you. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. Um but We're going to have eight people doing this draft. We're going to be doing it on Blitz. uh, And in some cases, our websites too. Um, But it's going to be for the podcast boys uh, network, the little thing you see in the corner. And uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to enjoy it. But uh, draft needs for the Minnesota Vikings, quarterback, running back, offensive line, cornerback, safety, linebacker. Evidently, they got a lot more than – what anyone else thought, but I said, uh, Terry and Arnold cornerback from Alabama would right. actually fit in real nice there.
1: I do agree. Corner would be a really good place to go. Uh, I think they're pretty weak there. I actually put down, um, John from Iowa Ooh. or possibly Kool-Aid. And Safety. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Kool-Aid from Alabama. So I just had a different guy from Alabama, <laughs> but yeah, I think corner would be a Very great long. spot for them to go. I like that. They've got to get that position addressed. Uh, they were, they've been the week there for the last couple of years. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so defense, even though they improved from, what, 30th to 16th this year, I think it still needs a little work. Huge step, though. Yeah, yeah I mean, it is. But if you lose to Neil Hunter, then that might be a position you got to replace in the draft. So, you know, an edge player might be might be where they go, but I'll go
0: corner for right now. I like it. And that will bring us up to the last person for the state of the franchise. Or last team, not last person. <laughs> um, I'll Trump just give, give us – six minutes uh denver broncos eight and nine now messy 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 Mm -hmm. (laughs) last couple weeks uh between sean payton and russell wilson which by the way that was an injury clause that they had where if russell wilson got hurt during the season he would have got paid 37 million dollars yeah that's why they benched him that is stupid That is stupid. You're going to sit there and you have a chance to actually make the playoffs and you pull that. If I was a Denver Broncos fan, I'd be pissed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think at the time it was just, um, I thought Sean Payton was just kind of fed up with some of the decisions he was making, you know, and that came out later. So I don't know if that's the bulk of the decision or not, but yeah, I mean, it kind of, Ruined their playoff chances down mm-hmm. the stretch,
0: and then you go to Stedman, yeah, who hasn't won a lot. game, yeah, has not won a game as a starter, and I mean it just made no sense. And I mean it, it ruined for me what felt like a great story. Before that, you know they they were in the hunt for it. Yeah, you might have been eliminated whenever you finally did bench Russell Wilson, but let him play. Yeah. I mean, you know, give like you you're already paying the man. Go ahead and let him go out there, See, you know, build on it. And, you know, to see how the Broncos actually treated him, and now it looks like it's going to be a messy divorce, Russell Wilson probably – you're going to eat that. Uh, all that shit that you traded, you're going to eat that now. Um, But the Broncos, uh, just to get back to them, Corden uh, Sutherland finally looked like a number one receiver. He had an amazing season, amazing chemistry with Russell Wilson – Uh, You know, the running game looked lost at times. It didn't really start really coming on with Javante Williams until the end of the season. And their defense actually, after getting torched so much, in fact, their ranking for their passing yards, even though they were significantly better in those last four games of the the year, was so atrocious that they still finished in the bottom four for the league. And points against when they got hammered for 70. And I mean, free agency, there's no one really worth mentioning. <laughs> you know, they just, they just have a lot, uh, you know, hopefully they get a, a decent court, uh, receiver that can actually stay healthy. Uh, draft needs, wide receiver, tight end, out offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, safety. And I had them going with Jer- Jared first from Florida state defensive end. Uh, just basically to try to solidify what's going on over there. They might say they need a quarterback. I think they really need to shut up and actually just use the one they got. And so you think Russell comes back then? I After I don't him? think it's gonna happen. I'm not <laughs> saying it's gonna happen, not with the way things happened.
1: I just yeah, I can't see him coming back. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like too messy of an ending for that season.
0: What would you do though? I mean, would you? I mean, at this point, you look at that contract, you look at what all you gave up. You gave up three first round picks, I believe, two second rounders, a third rounder. You gave up Noah Fant. You gave up Drew Locke. You gave up some other jabroni I can't even think of at this moment. But you gave all that up, Denver. And then you sit the guy for the last two games over an NG clause in his contract.
1: How much dead money is on that contract?
0: I'll have to look it up for you. you. Know I mean,
1: that's obviously the big determining factor. But I'm on it. It's just tough to run it back with Russell after that. After getting after benching him, but obviously nobody's going to take him. Nobody's <laughs> going to take that contract the way he's played the last couple of years.
0: I think if he was in the right situation, he would uh, do it. Dead cap, eighty-five million.
1: So how much are you saving?
0: You're not saving anything. <laughs> he's, it's all dead money. It's dead cap, 85 million. And it's a 35 right now. He's a $35.4 million hit. This yeah. is kind of, this is up there with the Daniel Jones contract, how crappy it is. And you did this to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what's
1: been worse that or the Carolina Panther trade? What do you think?
0: Oh, this is by far worse than the Carolina Panther trade. Let me, uh, take that off so I can just show you this to you. Show the screen. Uh, There it is. Boom. Boom. All right. That right there is his base salary. That's his sign-in bonus. So it's 10 million sign-in bonus. He has an option for 8.4 million. And then this right here, that right there, $85 million. Jeez. Dead cap. Mm. No one's even close to that number.
1: Man. That's a terrible deal. I mean, what else can you say? And it's probably going to set them back for years, even though they did improve this year. Uh, Peyton, I thought, did a really good job. That's the way it started. And you had to give a pick for Peyton also.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, as far as... uh, In
0: fact, the only reason why they got a pick was because they traded away Bradley Chubb.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, Judy's kind of been a bust. I think it's almost no, time he, to give he up is. on Judy. He, he's been a bust. So thank God that uh, Sutton had a big year, or you would really be hurting at playmaker. Uh, Javante Williams finally got healthy and had a, a decent end to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, the defense kind of played better towards the end of the season, but the way they started, like you said, it's still the statistics look bad.
0: Yeah. I
1: mean, will they give up 70 to the Dolphins or something?
0: Oh, dude! <laughs> it it just—you're about to awake a monster.
1: You know, there, there's teams where you look at the young talent they have, you know, that they're grooming, and the draft pick assets they have, and the Broncos are kind of the opposite of that. You know, they—they they just don't have either one of those. Mm. You know, promising young <laughs> players or draft
0: picks. <laughs> you have nothing, Denver.
1: So, I, I mean, I like Sean Payton. I mean, I'd love to have him as the Falcons' coach, but man, it's a, it's a tough situation. The way that, that Wilson pick just kind of put them on the eight ball.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, Denver, you do have something. You got the Nuggets. I mean, good That's job true. on that. I mean, yeah. enjoy that championship because you're not getting one with Denver uh, Broncos anytime soon. I mean, I can't really say that. You look at what Houston's done, but I mean, it's just so unfortunate. Yeah. You know, that, you know, how it look, really transpired. And when, when I found out about the reason, that they uh, finally were like, you know what, we're good. I just basically just aneurysm.
1: Yeah, but um, as far as draft needs, I know what you mentioned. um, I actually went with Latu from UCLA, Mm -hmm. even though I don't know if he'll fall that far to number 12, just to replace what you have with Bradley Chubb. I think you need to. Defensive end. Yeah, you got to have a guy that can put pressure on the quarterback. That's just one of the biggest needs in the NFL, besides quarterback, is getting to the quarterback. So I, I love LaTu and if he falls to 12, I could see him taking him.
0: Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that you've heard me say it a few times, and anyone that knows football uh, knows that the only way you really improve your your pass defense is by having a great pass rush. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking at this, I mean, they got two guys that were in the eights, uh, Jonathan Cooper, who was one, uh, an outside linebacker, excuse me, and uh, Nick Benoit. Bonito. Nick Benito. Uh He was the other one, uh, and he had eight. So, yeah. I mean, but overall, they just need to be able to actually put pressure on the quarterback, and they 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 need a lot.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's going to be an uphill battle for them. Uh, it's a tough division.
0: You know, it's not going to get any easier. Yeah. So, uh, that does it for the state of the franchise. We're going to be doing a Seth Spotlight in a second. I'm going to give him a 30-second break. And, uh, (laughs) there you go. Oh, wait.
1: All right, we're back with the SEC spotlight.
0: <laughs> we got a drink. <laughs> we,
1: don't, we don't have any games to talk about, but we have some more transfer news to talk about. Which this time of year, uh, that's the bulk of what you're going to hear. You know, other especially than with the NCAA. Changes.
0: Yep. This is college today, now, folks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the new normal. Um, so we kind of briefly touched on it, but with the Saban uh, retiring, it just kind of brought a wave of new transfers. Wide receiver Isaiah Bond, who was, I think, the leading receiver for Alabama this year. Him and Uh So he had 48 catches, 668 yards, and four touchdowns in just his sophomore season. So mm-hmm. he decided to jump to Texas, you know, join his former offensive coordinator, which I can't remember. Is he, how long has uh, Sarkisian been gone from Alabama? About two years. Okay. So maybe he never played with Sarkisian, but anyway, maybe three. Joining former OC Sarkisian over there at Texas. Who now is also in the SEC? Do Alabama and Texas play next year? Uh,
0: I can find out
1: real quick. Okay, so they may play each other. I'm not sure about that, but um, also Caleb Downs, who I thought was one of the best freshmen in the country this year. You know, safety for um, Alabama this past year. Just I don't know, man. They, they, one of the best players in the conference had 107 tackles, forced fumble, two interceptions, freshman of the year, first team All SEC honors, eight tackles against Michigan in the Rose Bowl. I mean, just a uh, just stud. And I know he got paid well by Ohio State, but if you're going to pay somebody well, it better be a playmaker like this guy. You know, I really thought Georgia would get him being from Georgia. Uh, but Ohio State, I guess, is just opening up the uh, checkbook for transfers. So, yeah, that's a big move. I mean, Ohio State's going all in.
0: Well, they might as well be the next SEC team from what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, they might be thinking I'm not moving.
1: Uh, so sticking with Alabama, they did bring in Austin Mack from Washington. Uh, he's a former four star uh, player. He was back, he was a backup for Washington. He followed Kalen DeBoer over to Alabama. Um, you know, he, he isn't like a top 10 type quarterback like the guy they just lost, but he's a really solid, you know, quarterback mm-hmm. uh, prospect and he has experience with DeBoer. So, yeah, I guess he felt comfortable, you know, bringing one of his guys with him. if somebody he has experience with, but. You know, losing um, Julian saying the way we we're talking about earlier, uh, the number one high school quarterback coming out this previous year that just had signed, yeah. another guy going to Ohio State. It's like, good grief! What? Is it, what is it, like a pipeline? All the, ri- of a the
0: rich get richer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Um, um, just real quick, no, they do not play Texas next year. Oh, we okay. actually get Oklahoma, and we actually will be playing the South Carolina Gamecocks. Ooh. Yeah.
1: What is that one now? Is that
0: South Carolina? No, that is in Tuscaloosa.
1: Dang. Oh, I'm going to that game.
0: Um,
1: so, one more Alabama player, offensive <laughs> lineman Caden Kay- Proctor, who is originally from Iowa. He came in and was a freshman All-American, uh, you know, 6'8", 300 pounds, just a mountain of a man, former five-star prospect. Uh, so, he decided to go back to Iowa, back home, and join the Hawkeyes next year. So, that's another big loss. Um, I mean, I know Alabama is loaded with, you know, five-star players, but mm-hmm. you're losing some of them.
0: And I think we're going to lose a lot.
1: It just happens. You know, mm-hmm. any time now the cushion change, the way you don't have to sit out at all, you know, there's no repercussions. Yeah. Uh, even the two-time transfer rule, they kind of waived. So it's going to happen every time. I mean, Washington's going through it too.
0: Thank you, Judge Bailey.
1: <laughs> yeah, great job. Um, so Zalance heard, former four, a five-star Uh, offensive line from LSU. Mm -hmm. He went to the portal a couple weeks ago, and it had been rumored he was going to Tennessee, but it finally came out uh, just a couple days ago that he indeed is transferred to Tennessee, and they were desperate because they lost their starter from last year to Kentucky. So as Lance heard, another huge guy, like 320-something pounds. He was a freshman this year for LSU. Didn't get a lot of playing time, uh, but he'll get a lot of playing time next year. So, you know that's uh, that's just some of the the bigger transfers from this past week, and I'm sure next week there'll probably be more. But oh
0: yeah, this is just a trickle of the floodgates that's about to come out of Tuscaloosa. I mean, once you lose someone like Nick Saban, and you know, yeah, you're going. If it, if there's one thing I will say about Deboer is that when he process on passing the ball, and you know, it really looked like Nick Saban was going back. Bama football, which was cram it down your face and played great defense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it, it is what it is. Um,
1: now, I mean, another potential ripple could be if Harbaugh does indeed uh, jump to the Chargers, because then you're talking about another team with a wave yeah. of transfers. So, Well,
0: yeah. they're already losing quite a bit into the draft right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see what happens this next week because from what I've read today, Harbaugh is getting really close on a deal with the Chargers.
0: Wow. And uh, th- that's pretty much uh does it for the show. And, I mean, at this point, we're going to be doing a little bit of overtime. If there's anything that you would like to discuss that uh, we haven't touched up on. I mean, we touched up on quite a bit. Uh, what do you got? You got anything?
1: Man, I'm just looking forward to the two games this weekend. Uh, it's kind of sad, you know, that – the season is winding down. I mean, really after this weekend, you're talking about, what, two weeks into the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. And this is the last weekend with multiple games. That's just kind of – I love the first couple of weeks of the playoffs because you have Saturday and Sunday, you know, two big matchups each each day. Yeah. And this weekend you get one – or you get one day with two games. But then you get the two weeks before the Super Bowl. It's like, what do you even do to yourself yeah. with no football the next week? <laughs>
0: Uh, and i mean it well you got the usfl or usl uh, yeah uh someone actually asked me they're like are you going to be covering that and i was like do you want us to cover that
1: (laughs) it doesn't start until what april
0: yeah about the time that we'll be doing the mock draft yeah uh you know we also will be doing a fancy draft with a couple of our friends and everything we will be broadcasting that as well um but yeah uh Eventually, we're going to have to take a break. <laughs> and the way that it looks like it's going to be happening is probably, I don't know, middle June, July, and July. Maybe take like a six-week. Yeah. Let us charge yeah, our batteries kind of back
1: the, up. Kind of the dead time for sports. I mean, other than baseball, you don't have much going on.
0: And not that we don't follow baseball. We just don't know baseball. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't. I mean, I, I'll sit there and I'll watch it. I'll play it and I'll enjoy, you know, like when the World Series hits around in October. But yeah. uh, someone gave us a thumb up on that.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's hard to watch a three and a half hour baseball game. And I haven't done it in a long time. It's a great nap.
0: <laughs> it's a great <laughs> That's nap. That's
1: true. <laughs> um, one thing we could mention uh, last night. Uh, how about Joel Embiid going off for 70?
0: 70. I mean, someone went off for 62. Also, uh, I can't remember who it was.
1: Man, but for a big guy. And going up that's against amazing. Wimby last night, you know, I know Wimby's a pretty skinny
0: guy, but MB just man, Just put him to school 70 points. 70 that, points. That's unreal. Uh, how does that make you feel as a player, though? I mean, you sit there and you're like, Yeah, I got 70 hung on me. That's probably like, about
1: like Jalen Rose giving up 81 to Kobe back in the day. Ooh. <laughs> what do you have to ask him?
0: Hey, uh, I'll tweet him, be like, Hey, Jalen Rose, you're the only person right now that, uh, That could probably tell me how this feels, but how does it feel to give up that many points?
1: I don't know. I'm sure it was a combined effort, but man, that's that's pretty impressive. You know, I'm trying to get back in the NBA, but it's difficult because my team's the Lakers and they're struggling right now. But the Suns, man, the Suns are on fire. They finally got that Mm -hmm. trio. I think they finally got some rhythm
0: with Durant and Booker and uh, uh, Bradley.
1: Yeah, Bradley, Bill, obviously uh, Durant. You know, they. It finally seems like they're. Cohesive, you know, like playing like a team. So,
0: yeah, I got where Stephen A. Smith is wearing a very purpley suit, like he's Prince, but he's talking Mm -hmm. about a Embiid 70 point game, sending a message. But I can't really play that for you because (laughs) this is the last time I played anything that had a logo of any other league. I got flagged for it. So,
1: the Bucks firing their coach today was pretty big news. The Bucks, yeah, Bucks firing their coach, Todd, Todd Balls. Uh, no, no, no. It's his first year. I uh, can't even think of his name. Oh, uh, Coach Griffin. Yeah, Griffin. That's it.
0: Yeah, I'm actually looking at it right now. I'm actually kind of surprised
1: about that. Yeah, that guy. Adrian of, Garrett Griffin. That surprised me also, but they have been a little underwhelming considering the expectations.
0: Well, they said that the league's top one of the top records. I mean, what is his record right now? Uh, yeah. Hold Just up. I'm going to get spot. it. I'm, no, spot. I'm looking at it right now. Hold on. Thirty and thirteen, and you fired them?
1: Hey, I mean high expectations <laughs> over there. You're you're second behind the Celtics, so that's not good enough. <laughs> Maybe they just didn't like uh, the direction things were heading. Maybe they're trending. Uh,
0: I just think that really and truthfully, you know, in today's age, you know, the instant gratification thing, yeah. it's just getting overloaded. It does seem a
1: bit quick, but you're uh, six and four in your last ten. Maybe they're they're starting to see things go the wrong way. <laughs> I'm sure the Pistons over there are like seriously. We got like three. Wins. <laughs> I'm sorry, they have four. They have four wins. Four
0: wins, no. sir. Do not take away 25 percent of their wins. Not one and nine. Their last ten. Mm. So. Goodness. Yep. Well, yeah. Great show. Yeah. Thank no one uh, that tuned in. Yeah. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week, seven o'clock Tuesdays. And then uh, I will be doing a double. Uh, if you want to join in on that fun, I'll uh, be doing a double duty i guess from here on out with blitz uh, hits the fan so what night is that tuesday also oh tuesday yeah so So are you doing that since i leave be basically three hours of podcasting (laughs) (laughs) trust me i'll be asleep in 15 minutes (laughs) man you're going to bed at nine o'clock damn uh but but yeah yeah, No, thanks for having uh coming over dude really appreciate it yeah it's fun and uh we're about to get out of here in a second outro out Thank you.